Hello and welcome to episode number 234 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How are you Not bad man. Every time you say that number it just like it's it's like a checklist now. Just yeah. Just, just racking up the weeks. It's weird. Where, yeah you get to that position where you're like oh we're kind of approaching 250 like not that it really means anything but it's just a weirdly high number. I don't number. really believe we had 200 right? No, like when did when, even... did when did life pause? <laughs> yeah, hello, about a year ago. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was weird. Like for the longest time, ex- when we started this podcast, it was like a case of man, we could not have done this podcast at a better time because <laughs> of like all the like prolific horror that was coming out. And now it's a case of like, yeah, it's not a great time <laughs> to cover <laughs> new releases every week. It's difficult, um, <laughs> yeah, but, but it and... helps me, you know, check a box in my life. Know that another week's passed. It's the only way I know yeah yeah i'm done with that it's like have i have i watched another episode of one division is there another podcast to record <laughs> basically um but yeah we're going to be discussing promising young woman uh later on in this show um but yeah first a little bit of news there really isn't a lot this week barely anything um the first one is a is a cheeky little release date um which is always fun in this world um but let's at least try and get hyped oh for it. i love your release dates i look forward to it every week like what are we getting this week <laughs> you're like which made up number what's, what's coming out in september now it is like the whole you you know just throwing a dart at a globe isn't it of like yeah. which movie gets which date because it just doesn't mean anything but let's just put that to a side because it's what a movie that got, i'm what have we got that's undated that we're reasonably excited for oh this is the movie that was probably my most anticipated that wasn't dated um so it is the new... indeed um Ooh. so we kind of talked a few weeks ago actually that like this got a date or like it had been leaked somewhere and i believe it was like mid-september um but sony have now yeah is sony unfortunately um have now announced the official date for this one um which is september 3rd 2021 um so yeah whole lot of movies scheduled for for september and october right now (laughs) which is interesting and i love i love that like uh 2021 was our white whale that was just going to come along and, and everything was going to be beautiful <laughs> and then now it's september so yeah. everything's gonna be fine in september guys it's all good i know at what point are we gonna go like man easter 2022 that's gonna be the period probably um, around about july yeah i think you're right <laughs> um but yeah, like I hope we get, you know, this is done. This is in the can. Um, mm. Hopefully we get a trailer for this soon because yeah, that's only seven months away. And I, yeah, I just, I want to see footage from this movie like desperately um, as we've discussed, because they've been saying all the right things. And from what mm. I've seen on the production stuff, it looks like they're doing the right things. And like we said before, if they can nail a movie that even remotely captures that energy of the original trilogy of Resident Evil, like it, I cannot wait. Um so I yeah. just need them to reference Jill Sandwich. That's all. <laughs> oh, you'll get that. I reckon that's the sort of level of like references that they're going for. I think. Yeah, that's um, all I need. But yeah, and then lastly, this is kind of the only other news story really. Is I've kind of just chucked in all the kind of Super Bowl news together. Um, so obviously, oh, that's yeah, Tom Brady, right? <laughs> hell of a match <laughs> don't even like the thing is like <laughs> we haven't even talked about it off air and like i would talk about it because i very much enjoyed it but we cannot talk about the super bowl oh. on this show <laughs> my home didn't get the double digits <laughs> stop please stop um <laughs> save it for after the show because it's a great man um but <laughs> as far as entertainment news um God, the weekend. That was a hell of a performance. No, right. So the Super Bowl spot. I distracted you so much. (laughs) So 
Yeah, there was some stuff like oh. th there was um, a new uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier like extended trailer which came out after this, um, which oh, I haven't man. seen yet. Um, and a few other ones, but the one that I was really excited for um, massively disappointed me. So we talked about last week that we were going to be getting the first footage of M. Night Shyamalan's new movie, Old, um, mm. which is scheduled to come out this July. Um, I don't know if you saw what actually happened with yeah, this I one. Did. So it's really bizarre, right? Because we know that with the Super Bowl, and even though this is a very different year and a lot of big advertisers pulled out because obviously clearly no, nowhere near as many people were cared about it this year um but like it's always the case if you get like the 30 second tv spot mm. um you know another there was two other movies that we've discussed recently godzilla versus kong got a tv spot and it's very kind of like it's a truncated version of a trailer um nobody as well that upcoming movie um that also got a 30 second tv spot um and again we've already got a normal trailer for that but the thing about the scene of this movie it was a 30 second tv spot and i've been way haven't released anything else and it is just a 30 second tv spot and it, it is mental in terms of the rapid pace at which they're just mm. throwing stuff at it you. hurt it, my brain looking yeah. at it it's it's a it's a two and a half minute trailer that some poor sod had to edit into a 30 seconds and so you know my initial reaction to this is it sucked like i didn't have a clue what was going on i couldn't gauge a sense of tone um a sense of like what is going on in this really and like they have released a plot description um which i guess is the only interesting thing after this um so just very quickly and then we'll kind of gauge your thoughts on it but yeah it says um uh, this summer, Shyamalan unveils a chilling, mysterious new thriller about a family on a tropical holiday who discover that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to rapidly uh, sorry, age rapidly, um, <laughs> reducing their entire lives into a single day. Um, oh, so it's man. it's very Goosebumps slash Twilight Zone. Um, yeah. You know, this very kooky setup to, to a story, um, which I think sounds really cool, but it's a shame that I have not got to see that properly yet is that what was your take on this kind of tv spot um <clears throat> yeah well i think for me I, I yeah the trailer was just far too rapid and there was far too much going on that i couldn't you know you you, you just can't wrap your head around but for me that the premise isn't something that super entices me yeah. um i'm in it for m night and obviously his his previous track record and i'm still in it because of that but but yeah, I was a little bit disappointed coming out of it, and this was the plot because it just it sounded like it sounded like a very kooky Twilight Zone as opposed mm. to to something that I wanted a bit more from M M Night because yeah, I don't know I'm you know this whole kind of rapid aging thing you know we've seen it in these kind of like you say Twilight show you know uh, um, you know TV show episodes, and I just I just don't. I'm not. I'm never a massive fan of it. It always just feels weird. Yeah, well, like, uh, I think that's what I brought up is it's it is a TV plot, isn't it? It's mm. like a, that would be a good 25 minute creep show, you know. Whereas, yeah. like, where how is this a feature? I guess is the biggest question because that that can't be the thing that keeps you entertained for 80 minutes, and then there's the the twist or whatever. Like, I feel like that's a first 15 20 minutes of the movie and then it will already reveal itself to be something bigger than that they that realize becomes... half a mile down the beach it makes you go younger <laughs> yeah then you can just really mess around with it stop spoiling the movie um yeah sorry but... you can stand half and half and that gets real weird <laughs> that's starts to become like some deadpool shit <laughs> yeah um but <laughs> <laughs> oh, it took me a second um 
Oh, Deadpool. Um, but yeah, overall, like you say, I, I, I was, yeah, I'm disappointed because not only is the TV spot, you know, it's not interesting because it's so truncated and just bizarrely edited in a way that is like clearly pulled from a full trailer that we just yeah, haven't been privy to. The full trailer. Yeah, we haven't been privy to yet. Mm. It's like, why do that? And, and like, mm. it feels like just a massive oversight. Like, I almost wanted to tweet him and be like, where, where's the trailer? Yeah, can because- we have the trailer, bro? Yeah, because every other trailer that got released like you say all these other tv spots and and since i've ever remembered covering this sort of stuff it's always the case of here's the 30 second tv spot the full trailer gets put on twitter and youtube and you know you get to watch it so like i'm just baffled by this kind of release strategy um but then aside from that yeah it's not the most tantalizing kind of plot setup that m night's ever had given us but like you say it's so basic right now like i can't possibly judge like say i'm a huge m night fan so this is still a movie that i'm very much looking forward to but it's very much a this was the first step and this is the first time seeing it and it sucks that i'm left with like a bad taste it's it's one of those things where like you know when um us was announced and we Mm. were just like so hyped just because of get out and then like that first trailer just like blew us away the tone the music but also just the cast and the story and everything whereas this just just nothing gripped me i was looking at it and i was just like okay this this is this is a movie like whatever mm-hmm. like nothing nothing excited me to that level and i and i kind of wanted more more of you know there are very few things get to the hype level of that us first trailer but do you know what i mean like that kind of hype and then then getting it and and being in on everything that you were seeing Candyman was the same mm. yeah i'm totally with you and I, I just hope it was the misfire of this of this tv spot because yeah. I, I i agree with you of like trying to analyze it feels like a fool's errand but like i'm thinking back to it now and it didn't it didn't grab me visually the mm. way an M Night movie normally does. Like you say, if, if you took his name off that and this was just a 30 second yeah, spot. Yeah, I wouldn't have been interested in it at all. Yeah, a whole host of horror movies that we see on a weekly basis. It would just be a case of like, oh, okay, it's it's a goosebump setup. Maybe it's cool, maybe it sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a weird one for sure. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. Let's talk about Promising Young Woman. So yeah, kind of where to start with this one, really? Like it was, um, I, I, remember, <laughs> I remember this one was put on my radar like very early on last year, um, pre kind of the madness. And um, this was one that was the trailer was shown quite a bit. Not not a huge mm. amount, not like, you know, some of these trailers that we see a lot, but I remember seeing it at least twice in the cinema in front mm. of horror movies. And um, I don't know how familiar you are with the trailer for this one. Um but, I, I remember the trailer, which is something, right? Yeah, like I've I've rewatched it having now seen the movie, um, because I had a lot of questions. And <laughs> um the, the trailer is so fantastic. Um, and we'll kind of get into that more. But yeah, that was the reason why it was put on my radar. And then it was you know, a bunch of different movies. Obviously, it just disappeared off the face of the earth. Um mm-hmm. and then it's kind of slowly resurfaced in a very weird way. Like it seems to have basically been dump released 
pretty much for the for the purpose of the award circuit um because <laughs> traditionally this is in sort of jan and feb when if you want to start getting people talking about your movie this is when you release it um even with the slight delay to like the oscars and stuff this year um and we see that time and time again like the kind of traditional you know it, even though it didn't surprise me it's still disappointing to see stuff like um elizabeth moss in invisible man it's just like it didn't even happen um and and i get that you know it's the horror thing but it's also the thing of like that movie's nearly a year old at this point um yeah. and so that's why they want to release well over, well over a year old by the time you know the oscars come around exactly um so so that was a weird one for me of like oh this one was starting to get a bit of buzz for its for its acting and, th- and then they kind of just shoved it out and i was like okay that's weird and then a lot of the times it wasn't when this was first shown to me as a trailer, this was very much positioned as a horror movie. Mm. Um, and the, the genre stuff is weird, which we'll just kind of get out of the way early on. But yeah, like Wikipedia describes it as a black comedy thriller. Um, and I believe IMDb said something similar. Um, I'll click on it now. Well, I know it said thriller. Um, yeah. So crime drama and thriller. Um, yeah. So they both say thriller, which nine times out of 10 is a buzzword for horror. Like if you look mm. at most, like I think us has always been described as a thriller, even though it's a straight up horror movie, even though the goddamn director said multiple times, it's a horror movie. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a weird <clears throat> one in terms of, mm. of genre, but it was, it was one that I remember the trailer I thought was a great trailer. And I, it was one that I really want to see mostly okay. for that reason. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much the setup, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the trailer really did, um, <clears throat> you know do a really good job of selling itself and showing kind of you know what what this movie kind of um is is aiming for which is kind of this um our lead kind of character uh cassie is kind of this very troubled uh very traumatized from kind of past events what she she's just turning 30 yeah and um she's basically uh been we we don't know at the start of the movie but we 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 pretty much know from from the first scene that she has been wronged by men in the past and so she is actively seeking out men who are sleazy and trying to take advantage of women and she is trying to, to get the better of them uh i will say because uh the the movie um the trailer and the opening of the movie is kind of uh, labeled that, that she's being more sinister than perhaps she is. Like we just kind of see her. Um, she, she basically kind of the opening scene, she's acting drunk in a bar, uh, waiting for a guy to try to kind of take advantage of her whilst drunk. And then, um, <clears throat> but we, we can tell as the, the viewer that, that she is yeah clearly putting on an act. And, and when he kind of, takes her to to his kind of place or somewhere secluded she will then confront him in her kind of sober state Hmm. um and that's kind of the opening kind of setup of this uh quite long movie (laughs) (laughs) um we we get that kind of for the first um 20 minutes or so and then we kind of then we do delve into kind of cassie's backstory why she's kind of doing this and then, and then we get a very long kind of uh, romance that starts to blossom in her life, where she mm. she has spent kind of a chunk of her life hating men, and then uh, a man comes into her life that she actually starts to have feelings for, and we kind of get like an hour long drama yeah. of her of her kind of confronting this hatred towards men in the evenings, and kind of hunting down these sleaze bags, and then kind of actually finding someone that she thinks is genuine, and kind of 
struggling with that emotion uh mm. which yeah hearing that description you, you you heard right this this really is just nowhere near a horror movie or a thriller really mm. um <clears throat> you know i think that this is this is a drama that we watched that masks itself as as a thriller i don't think it's a thriller at all i think it's um yeah you know it's a drama it's interesting and and then kind of we do get a finale that does kind of amp things up a little bit but but i i kind of thought it would amp it up more to be honest mm. uh because you know the way this was labeled kind of when i was an hour and 10 hour and 20 minutes into this movie and i was thinking i've just watched like an 70 80 minute drama like which which is fine if if i'm doing a drama podcast but like you know it starts to get a bit frustrating doesn't it yeah it was just i i had a lot of frustrations with this movie and like even going in and kind of feeling that it was going to be one of those ones that was adjacently horror i was Mm. still left um kind of duped because of that trailer and so Mm. i rewatched the trailer having watched the movie and i can confirm that there is some kind of duplicity involved here like this trailer is so uh, it's a horror trailer like it is like you say you see this scene early on where she is playing the fool she is playing the drunk girl at the party yeah. to manipulate <clears throat> these men and the way it's portrayed in the trailer is kind of like you get that turn when she's when she stone faces them and is, and is like what are you doing and it's that turn and you're like oh shit and in the trailer you're like oh this is awesome this guy's about to get fucked over i can't wait to see that in the movie Mm. um and then it happens in the film and nothing happens um the first time it happens is very early on and at that point they are trying to kind of keep their cards close to their chest so like it made sense to not kind of fully show what happens you you see her the next morning and Mm. she's just kind of walking away and you're like has she killed the dude like what what's gone down here and like I, I I don't think it's worth kind of skirting around the fact that she doesn't do anything like that because we're here to talk about we're doing a horror podcast and people that you know are listening to this want to watch horror movies and at the end of the day you know this is this is a uh, sheep in wolf's clothing yeah but also it's like i think we we are way too sensitive for spoilers in general but like th- yeah. this isn't a spoiler no, we're talking no. about things that happen in the first half of this movie and th- no, this, exactly. there's and some stuff at the end that i do want to talk about so we'll throw yeah, up a spoiler one in there but yeah you know because because basically she as you've seen in the trailer she will stone face sober uh confront these guys that are you know sleazily coming on to her and that's basically all she does like she basically just gives them a lesson on the fact that they're being a sleaze bag, and then they get very freaked out at the fact that she's sober, and then she kind of walks away and says, "Like, don't be a dickhead in the future." And that's yeah. kind of it. Which, like, obviously, you know, I'm watching this thinking that there's going to be more of a, you know, uh, violent encounter or or something like that. But also, I just, I don't really think she's ever achieving what she wants to achieve. Like, these guys are such douchebags. Like, are they really going to learn from that? Like, these, this is what really kind of irked me about this movie. Because, yeah, we get the early scene with the guy. And then we pretty much only get it once more in the movie. Which, again, is is in the first half. And this is where we see it go a bit further. And then we get to that moment where she kind of breaks her character. And you're like, oh, shit, it's about to go down. And then it is just this weird, awkward back and forth. which Which kind of goes exactly how you'd expect. Of her questioning the guy. The guy trying to defend himself. But also saying, like, oh, okay, look, I'm an arsehole. Like, is that what you want me to say? 
and kind of getting defensive and it just they kind of go around in circles without really going anywhere and you as a viewer are left just frustrated because you're like okay what is your goal um cassie like what are you trying to achieve here mm. and so that's what really bummed me out because then the second it happened and, and this movie showed its cards i was like oh, okay like you don't want to make her the bad guy um she's clearly the good guy she's <clears throat> clearly the victim um because of what happened to her previously and this is all basically just a setup to get to what the actual film is about mm -hmm. and that's what really annoyed me because in terms of writing this felt like it was all just a poor excuse where basically what happens is this event happened to, to Cassie, then seven years have passed and then we pick up the movie. And so as a viewer, it's basically a case of we need time to have passed because then we get to go back and revisit these characters and see how they feel about this, this horrible event that happened. Mm. But basically Cassie in the meantime is basically just done what we see. Like that's all we're, we're told is like, Oh yeah. She just, she just kind of like goes to bars at night, picks up dudes and then basically berates them. And yeah. she's kind of hoping like <clears throat> one man at a time, she can kind of like sort them out, but it just all felt like a giant waste of time. And then it's not until then okay she meets this character it's a love interest and then that kind of reminds her of this of the event that sparked it all and well, then it, it doesn't more, it doesn't like, even revenge story at that point yeah but it doesn't that doesn't even spark it like the the her she doesn't have an end game and then she just gets conveniently handed this plot point of an end game for no reason whatsoever like you know well, it's the, the thing you think you're you're talking about we'll the get phone scene. yeah, yeah I'm so i'm really <laughs> angry about that but we're not even there yet like the the thing that triggered it was was she meets a guy who she knew from med school he mentions yeah. the name of a man who wronged her and that's what starts it all and so then it becomes a case of oh, okay i'm now about to seek revenge on not only this man but basically three or four different people that well, enabled his crime yeah, and that's what starts it all yeah because i don't think we've explained it overly well well, but like mm. that's because it is such a because it doesn't make sense because she is literally meandering for uh, seven years just yeah, doing, doing all this stuff for no reason and then she meets this guy uh, in the coffee shop uh, uh, and he's basically like oh remember john from medical school and she's like john and that like ignites this flame for her mm. to have this end game where she's got this whole uh you know four or five step plan that, that is gonna kind of get revenge on the people that that you know wronged her in the past instead of just taking it out on random sleazebags yeah you know? and i'm like well why didn't you focus on the sleazebags that wronged you in the first place why did it take this moment to be the catalyst like it was just it was very confusing in that respect um but yeah i just you know it wasn't even that i needed her to like um <clears throat> you know, I didn't, I didn't need it to be last house on the left sort of kind of, um, you know, revenge kind of, you know, being super violent to these guys, you know, but like we saw it in like Dr. Sleep, like Snakebike Andy was so much more, uh, mm -hmm. you know, interesting and, and, and fun. Like those scenes where she was kind of, you know, well, the one scene in the cinema that we got was just like way more rewarding than, than any of the kind of, um, final scenes with the guys in this and i think as well like this movie does a good job of having like a really recognizable cast <laughs> the cast is so bizarre <clears throat> there's so many different like, like familiar faces that pop up just, in one or two scenes it's just like so many dudes that have been in like you know those teen kind of movies you know mm. where, like literally the scene you're talking about where we get her first confront a dude and we see it it's it's goddamn frogel from Superbad, like um <laughs> 
you know, and there's so many people in this movie like that, isn't there? Like, yeah. for, the, the guy in the opening scene I've recognized from a ton of things. Yeah, Adam Brody of, from the OC, mostly. Yeah, and, like, you know, there's there's a ton of, kind of, uh, guys in this, but then you've got, like, her parents are both kind of... Oh, my God, her parents are the most random, like, collection of actors <laughs> ever. Her mum is Jennifer oh, Coolidge, this. and her dad is Clancy Brown. It's and it was so just, perfect. like, it, it was so off-putting to, for, to have these two people that I've seen in so many different things over the last decades and just to be like these two random people put together as her parents like it was so bizarre and then you I have like <laughs> you have alfred molina who's like in so many different things like he's doc ock and spider-man loads of different stuff like oh he god just, when he popped up he yeah, just randomly pops up as well and like there's so many weird little cat like, like people... brie is in this as well like it's really yeah. weird people like him as well they're like proper class actors yeah like not not to say that you know that you know they shouldn't be a parent in this movie but it was just weird because they just got these weird little bit parts like mm. i don't know how they had this kind of you know ensemble cast for this movie you know this movie feels a lot bigger because yeah. of it you know um, i didn't like the cast personally because i this to me was like a really weird like chuck them all together of almost like a oh what are the biggest names you can get who are who are good actors in their own right but they don't fit any of the roles they're really playing except yeah, there many two, the, the two sleazeball guys i think were good in terms of like their characters um but like yeah her parents made no sense to me having like alfred as this random character and then kind of like alison brie popping up it was just bizarre she was she was very weird like i did like i thought the lead actress was was good like mm. I, I liked her throughout it. It's 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 a weird one, like as we start to unpick it, because um this <laughs> this movie made me like super frustrated and angry, but I also kinda like you know, when it was chugging along, I was like, if this was just something that I'd randomly I don't know why I would have put it on if I didn't think I was gonna be watching like a movie for for the horror podcast. But like if I just chucked this on and it was like a drama that I'd watched for like an hour like if it was a TV show or something, like, was it, was it engaging? I was like, well, it kind of is like, I kind of don't mind her. And like, it's, mm. it's, it's chugging along. And then like the, the guy doctor comes along and he's charming. And I'm like, okay, they've got a thing. This is fun. I'm like, this is, this is a fun little drama I'm watching. Do you know what I mean? But then like, as it, as we start to get kind of beyond that fun drama bit and we get into the final acts, it, it does revert back to, her end game and her revenge story and everything else and it 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 starts to become super predictable again where you're like you know i, I don't even want to go into it but but it's so predictable like what's gonna happen um i think like i messaged you didn't i in the midst of watching this where we were in the drama and i'm like well i'm just waiting for this moment to happen and it was yeah. the exact moment that i that i thought was gonna happen and it's like you know it's just I, I feel like movies like this do become so predictable. It it does have a, some twists and turns in the end that I wasn't expecting, mm. but the actual kind of like main through point of this movie is, you know, the, the opening scene of the movie is a load of uh, blokes dancing uh, and we're just focusing on like their crotches dancing. And it's basically saying like, these guys are sleazebags. And that's kind of like the, the through plot of this whole movie, really, that pretty much every guy you meet is going to be a sleazebag. Mm. It's just it's just kind of when they show their hand. Yeah, it, like there, there's a lot to get into here because I I was so frustrated to, to pull it back again. Like because there's so many things I want to cover here. Like the 
the fact that we just get so trolled on what this movie actually was supposed mm. to be about like the trailer shows you a woman scorn it's a woman trying to get revenge and it's showing her going after these men and this this isn't what the movie is you get these two scenes they don't go anywhere and then we kind of you touched upon it earlier but this movie hits a massive brick wall where it just becomes about this romance and it was like i'm trying to think now like what were they going for like i don't know if they're trying to make it more tragic with casey about what happens in the ending and kind of giving you this glimpse of maybe like a happy life that she might have had but like in the moment when i was watching it i was like you're just wasting my time because i know cassie has this goal i know she's trying to kind of like get her own revenge in this own weird way but you're also portraying this like other story it's almost like a, an alternate version of her where her yeah. friend didn't get scorned and so she grew up and she met this charming doctor and they got married and they lived happily ever after and it was just to me that yeah. part of the movie was well, really she, she basically pauses her revenge story because she's mm. like oh screw it like that was ruining my life i'm gonna just you know make this love interest work and it was like well clearly that's not the movie we're gonna see no clearly that's not gonna happen um you know the most silly spoiler ever there is you know she's not gonna have just a super happy ending she's got Mm. this revenge story that we have to revisit and we have to see the end of it because that's the story (laughs) i think as well like this whole the revenge genre is mm. one that as as the last sort of five years have proven i think i hate this genre because yeah. what people are doing with it now is they're trying so hard to subvert expectations at every line and revenge the movie revenge that we covered is actually one of the only ones i've watched in decades that i actually was enjoyed like i enjoyed mm. because it just told a good revenge story whereas i think we've seen so many movies now um that try and subvert it and be like well no it's it's not just gonna be a case of here's this fucked up scene at the start and here's this this character is acting revenge and listen i get that like i don't want to see that to be honest anymore no, so it's I, also yeah. like you need to do something more interesting with it other than just because as i keep saying like they want to keep her the bad the good guy so you get these two scenes with these guys mm-hmm. she basically gives them a stern telling off and that's it and like me as a viewer i'm just like no fuck those guys like if you're gonna mm. go after them go after them like i was expecting more darker stuff of like yeah. she's gonna drug them and scratch them or cut bits off of them do you know what i mean like there was gonna be yeah. something there i would have liked I, it if, like literally like snake bite andy where mm-hmm. she literally just marks them yeah so like you know they're always gonna have this mark on them or whatever because i think that's such like a. Because mm. I think I think like I found that perfect in Doctor Sleep because I think like yeah, me too. What, what these horrible sleazy men do is they take away women's identity and they make them feel tainted, mm. and and so that's what Snake Bike Andy was literally physically doing to these guys. She was tainting them so that everyone could see the sleaze bag they were if they knew what that mark meant. Yeah. And I think like if that had been what this story did, but like. Her just giving him a stern telling off. That guy is going back into the nightclub the next night. He's, he's going the like, same well, way. Was, yeah, yeah, he, he's <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. He's got, he's heading back out there and was like, well. That was a swing and a miss. Yeah. Like, but I'm, so glad you, sometimes. I'm so yeah. glad you brought up Snake by <clears throat> Andy because I thought about that as well when I was mm. watching this movie. And I was like, oh, okay, like that was a throwaway character, you could say, a very mm. short part of a book that had a lot going on. <laughs> and that character was, so well was <laughs> well, more well written than anything in this movie, you know? And that mm. go, I guess that goes without saying, of course, it's Stephen King. But like that plot line, that revenge story, that 
scorn woman after revenge just made so much more sense and was so yeah. much more entertaining as a movie yeah. and so that's where i get irked is that the the kind of two guy characters get away scot-free but then even when they transition into okay now i'm personally going after these i guess four people i think it was that scorned me seven years ago yeah. that's when the movie really started to fall apart because we get the first one is the one with Alison Brie, i believe um mm which was like interesting what happened and you you kind of thought and that's probably the only part where she almost crosses the line of like becoming a bit of a bad guy and what she does mm. even though it's not what you think she does it's still pretty fucked up um but then the rest of the movie it's so tame like the way she gets back yeah, to the scene of the, the dean is so yeah. tame Where's like she just like, tells her story basically like yeah. you know I, I again i'm not too worried about spoilers because it's still early on but i'm not just gonna flat out say it but yeah she kind of just tells her lies and makes her think one thing for about two minutes and then is like yeah. no that's not true you're fine and so like, like that'd be really upsetting if that happened to you wouldn't it and i've just made you think that for two minutes yeah well, i've had this for seven years yeah uh, exactly i know that's, that's that's well that's um, what this movie is isn't it in a nutshell yeah. it's kind of like this this cheap revenge without fully committing to it and i think it, it all stems down to my same point is that they didn't want to make cassie the bad guy they wanted to keep her the victim and they wanted mm -hmm. to keep you on side with her whereas i think had this been again not to get into the genre stuff but if you go into horror and i think that's the great thing about it is the audiences i guess are more welcoming of the sinister side and mm. so you can keep her the good guy and you can keep her the victim but also let her cross that line a bit more um because i felt like she was such a cool character that was really well acted but every time she even got close to where i wanted her to go the movie forced her to take a step back and be like no you have to stay in your line because what you're gonna lose your, your job in your coffee shop like you're gonna I lose all these great opportunities in your life like let her just go for it yeah and I, and I think like the best thing that this movie did was that cassie was so well acted and her pain was so well done that they didn't they, they never show you the disgusting things that happen in the mm. past yeah they never have to do that and like it was quite refreshing to have to you know to have this sort of revenge movie where we don't have to see the disgusting thing but i still mm. felt that hate and i felt that pain because she portrayed it so well yeah, so i definitely. was like you've got rid of that bit that is you know very difficult and i mm. don't ever really need to see and and but you've still made me feel what those movies do and so you did the hard part like and then they just didn't give the other part i think like you know that that you know that was disappointing because i just don't know why. yeah for sure i think do you want to go into like ending stuff yeah, I mean, the only other thing I would say before we go into that is that this this movie does have a really good soundtrack. Yeah, um, it does. <laughs> I, really, I really enjoyed it. Like, towards the final act, when, when we know she's kind of heading towards her end game, mm. uh, there, there's a sick kind of, like, violin version of Britney Spears' Poison, which I very much appreciate. Uh, toxic. Um, toxic, sorry. Toxic, yeah, that's, that's from the trailer and, as well. Like, yeah, and that was, that was in the film. And... and um, and like uh the song that's playing like as the final credits go was awesome mm -hmm. and like there, there was just three or four like really good kind of variant versions of these well-known songs and um you know uh, I, I really thought it had a yeah, really good soundtrack i completely agree with that it, it had a really upbeat like over the top pop soundtrack that worked so well mm. juxtaposition in with how dark and, gr and yeah. kind of sad this story was yeah really yeah I, I completely agree that works for sure um but yeah i guess like we'll go into spoilers because like there's some stuff at the end of this movie that is mental <laughs> um 
So full spoiler alert, um, you, you mentioned very early on <laughs> the phone. Um, <laughs> I, I had to pause the movie at this point because I was so angry. Yeah, um, I did too. <laughs> because I, I could not believe that they done it. So like we're in full spoilers, but yeah, like Alison Bree's character pops up and um, I found that to be interesting but again it's another cop out this movie does where basically you you think that cassie has essentially sent this guy to rape her um but that wasn't the case you know she just made it seem that way and it's very much a similar to what she did with the dean of like i just wanted to put you in that headspace how did that Mm. make you feel um which could be powerful but just i don't know it's there's something about after you've already copped out with the men on the date earlier empty you know it could be powerful but it just ends up feeling empty and and on you know, unfulfilling for her yeah. and for the for, for us as a viewer as well. Yeah, because at that point, we've now seen about four or five different people essentially just get away with their crimes. And, like, mm. as a viewer, I was just kind of like, fuck these people, man. Like, don't let them just feel bad for a few minutes. Because, yeah, especially these guys, where they're, like, saying all these things. It's like, well, they're well, not even just saying things. things. Like, she lets them, like, get quite far with their filthy mm. activities with her. Yeah. Until she snaps out of her drunk state, and then she's like, "Well, oh, you're a scumbag, aren't you?" Mm. I'm like, "You've, oh yeah, I just like, why have you let it go that far?" I know it was so frustrating, but yeah. So yeah. to get back to the kind of the Alison Brie thing, then she just pre- she presents the most convenient plot device I think I've ever seen in a movie. Yeah. Like I could not believe that they done it, where she just goes, "Oh, what's, oh the, what's you the go. term? What's the term?" Where it's like literally the writer just has a writer's block and they're like, right, I, I need to go from like Mars to Earth. And yeah. so how do I do this? And like, it's just like this is just most convenient plot device ever. It's got like a proper term, but I can't think of it right now. Yeah, there's something like MacGuffin. <laughs> I don't think it's that, but there's oh, something, something like that in it. But yeah, like it's. Yeah. I I could not believe it because it to me it completely devalued everything we'd seen up until that point mm. and and I was like wow so so yeah she presents like a phone recording of like the the rape of her friend seven years oh, ago but it's but it's fantastic because the way she even explains it she's like I know it's weird that I've got a phone from seven years ago <laughs> but anyhow I keep every phone I ever have because you know pictures yeah and then she's and, like but the pictures are so important to me but you can keep this phone. <laughs> so brilliant and and like because the thing the thing about this movie that is powerful about these types of situations is the whole fact of this event thing happened and then it's like right the guy who done it he denies it his friends deny it the dean are oh, he's a he's a promising young man so we can't do anything with him and then there's the kind of the lawyer who's you know goes after the victim and says like you don't want to do this you're going to ruin this young man's career and so all that stuff is really interesting yeah. throwing in like a video of the crime completely devalues it and i get what they're going to say in universe they're gonna say well the people that saw the video are all the scumbags and they just kept it hidden but that's bullshit that is a complete and utter cop out because you've just created like the the perfect thing you know like of that would have been the one thing the one savior in life for a victim would be that much of stone cold evidence that would prove the crime and it's just it's ridiculous that that was hidden for so long and then once you're presented with that phone uh you know about half an hour probably towards the end because this movie's really long um it kind of you know exactly where the movie's going to rest. well this- and i think before you even go into that like you say that is the unequivocal evidence because i think like with these things and like the way that this movie plays it you know you've got the guys that are saying she's drunk she knew what she was doing and mm. then you've got like um, well, the gray area. Uh, you know, cassie that yeah the gray which is like cassie then saying you know you ruined her she was a shell of herself after this moment that happened and like 
you know, even like the dean, you know, who that was like, you know, we couldn't say it was anything other than just a party that got out of hand. Like mm-hmm. there, you know, no one can tell that story. And that's what I find in, in real life. And, and, you know, when you hear these things, so frustrating because no one can tell that story apart from the people that were there mm. and people lie. But guess what doesn't lie? Video, yeah. you know, and, and like and then suddenly she just gets handed this and it's like, yeah, it, it's frustrating. Yeah, and them trying to like you say just to say just to clarify again because if people are trying to defend it when when they say like oh well it's in the hands of all the scumbag people like that's not good enough like that is mm. just not well written you have presented this like over the top thing um but yeah like the second you get introduced to the phone you know that okay well the phone's obviously going to be used so then like that just becomes ineffective and then going into the actual final moments like I was really hyped going into the final <laughs> bit because I was just like, going to say before they get to that as well the fact that this video that shows the other guy the, the the kind of what was his name oh like, the nice guy you no know, the the the, the actual friend? guy that was horrible that we meet the the the, the groom that's oh, yeah. married like he's the bad guy that's yeah doing the act and doing horrible things but the video all we hear is her new boyfriend's name getting mentioned yeah. constantly they're like chris chris come check this out Look, yeah chris, chris you like see this chris? whatever his name is and like them saying his name a million times because we never actually see the video i was just mm. like this is hilarious like yeah, this guy just so... kind of walked in and they were like look at this and, and like obviously he's done wrong but like the way that he is just prevalent in this <laughs> video to make her angry just made me laugh so much it is comedy it is it's a complete and utter misfire in a movie that does mm. the tone really well even though we have a lot of different problems and and for me personally my biggest problem is not letting cassie go off the reins but like yeah this this just ruins everything but yeah going mm. into the final i was like okay mm. at least she's kind of you know got her own um revenge in some ways on these other characters like we haven't even talked about the lawyer scene which is really fucking bizarre um yeah where he's basically for you know wants forgiveness immediately and kind of knows what he's done wrong and like that scene to me was just a really weird scene as well yeah. because we've kind of seen that with the other guys early on and yeah but she it, she just like believed him yeah and it was like i get maybe he is he does have this kind of like awful yeah. guilt and they're, they're supposed to show i guess another angle of it of like someone who was an, an enabler at the time who is showing guilt and remorse but also, like so what was she gonna do well yeah i was gonna say yeah there was like a guy there and he was presumably either gonna beat him up or kill him like or or just have a stern talking to because well, that's the thing like she was gonna go hard on this guy apparently it it looks like she just like hired an assassin well that's like everything in this movie though every hint of like oh she's about to lose it they just don't um (laughs) so yeah then when she finally gets kind of the the confrontation with the big bad guy like Mm. this scene i was like where is this gonna go and i was excited because i was i i really wanted her to just lose it for the first time and really do something graphic and and for some unknown reason i really thought it was going to involve like (laughs) some some cutting off body parts shall we say yeah i thought it was gonna happen (laughs) Um, especially when he was like handcuffed to the bed and that but yeah then i got a bit worried because i was like well actually the way this movie would cop it out is he'll finally admit what he'd done and then she's just recorded it and then that'll just be the end of it so i'm glad they didn't go that route i thought his wife was or his wife-to-be was just going to be like hidden in the room somewhere (laughs) yeah but like when they actually went there and that scene got really tense and then once it flips and he's the one in control like my god that scene was so powerful um yeah and i fucking love this scene it was incredible it took me off guard completely it it lasted so long as well Mm. i just did did not see this coming no i was waiting you're waiting because like obviously we know that like her boyfriend character 
Mm. Um, she confronts him and tells him what she's going to do. Yeah. I was expecting him to like burst in and save the day, mm. and like it just just didn't happen. Like, and, and no. just, you know, it, it lingered and lingered. Yeah, you're fully expecting something to happen, and then like mm. you say, the longer that scene goes on and the longer the death is, it's it's. It, it's, it's really for, for a movie that is very predictable and makes a lot of mistakes. That one scene was so powerful. I never, again, for considering how much they were trying to portray her as the good guy, I never thought in a million years they would kill her because mm. that's like, you can't come back from that. And then, so with the ending, it's like, like 20 minutes left as well. That's the thing. Like if the movie had ended and then they got to their gut punch of what they were trying to achieve, I think it would have worked really well. The fact mm. that this, she, our main character gets killed and you see there's like 15, 20 minutes left worried me because i was like oh my god they're gonna take so long to wrap this up and that's exactly what they did and then we get to the obvious reveal of like oh she sent the phone that you know the evidence is out there these guys are gonna pay for their crimes and it's like it was supposed to be this big gotcha moment with like she sends like a winky face to the ex-boyfriend of mm. like ah, you know you got you guys and i was like no dead. like like this this just sucked for everyone like you had an awful life and then died these scumbags hopefully will get what's coming to them but they're still not you know like the main guy he's pretty much fucked but like the friend could easily get away with this like the dean is still yeah. living her life the, the, dean, boy the, the, the boyfriend the boyfriend like yeah, the boyfriend. Yeah, the boyfriend. The boyfriend one. I thought about that, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, "Well, actually, he'll probably be. He'll probably get his career taken away because there's no way he's going to be able to work as a pediatrician going forward, based like you know his involvement in yeah, the crime." Yeah. So, like, I guess he's professionally ruined, but like, yeah, he's still not. His life's not over. So, like, I don't know. I really just wanted they, they built up all these pieces of shit really well, and what? I really wanted them to all be taken down and they just weren't. Did I miss like the part what because her friend um what was it Millie? Is that in the coffee shop? No, no, sorry, her, her friend that had the thing, you know. Uh, oh, Nina got attacked. Nina, sorry, yeah, Nina. What, what, what happened to her? Uh, she. Well, it's she, they don't say, but it's right. presumed that she killed herself. Um, yeah, is that what but, we're assuming? Because like, when yeah, we yeah, that's pretty scene, obvious. Well, when we had the scene with like her mum outside mm. the house i kind of felt like nina was there like <laughs> no. she was going insane and her mom was like look this is bad for you it's bad for me it's bad for nina like stop visiting her yeah she's just lost her mind like i felt like she was just locked in a room somewhere lost her mind no. like, I, I did like that they left that ambiguity but now the fact that you're even questioning that i'm like maybe it would have been best if they would have just explained it but like i kind of yeah. got that. yeah she, I, I, she, I assume yeah, she, she did i assume yeah. she did as well but i just found like I just found the ambiguity like weird, you know, like why not mm -hmm. just tell us, you know, and, and her, What's all this? one of the victims, yeah, like she, you know, she, she killed herself, like, you know, like, you know, because I feel like as well, like what, what she's trying to do is, is make them see the error of their ways. You know, she isn't, she isn't necessarily um, trying to get this punishment that we want her to give. She is just trying to make them do what um, Doc Ock did, which was, you know, just just, um, you know, the lawyer character um, <laughs> where he, you know, where he does show real remorse and guilt mm. for his actions. I think that's all she wants. She doesn't oh, necessarily. I, I believe that for sure, yeah, especially with the, but, with the enablers, for sure. Yeah, but I just don't know why she doesn't say to them, you know, she killed herself. Like, mm. you know, that's what she did because of what you, you know, let, you know, what you enabled. 
and yeah, I, just, I think that's, we're past that like i think that's a conversation that's already happened in the past where it's like yeah maybe they, they've washed their hands of it completely and they're like oh she was just a crazy girl she she was dealing with a lot of stuff like there's mm. plenty of people that do that and you know yeah there are parts of these crimes that just because especially alison brie where i think they even had these conversations like do you do you remember this girl like do you even know her name and who she was and they're kind of like they vaguely are oh yeah that nina girl she was a good med student like whatever happened mm. to her it's like they don't even remember who she is let alone have this guilt of her death let alone have this guilt that the the moment that led to her killing herself um mm. i don't know this this movie overall um is a really weird one for me because like mm. i think it's really fascinating and yeah, i can thought totally, yeah i can totally see where people would love this um and i nearly loved it like even though my major frustration is the fact that they were too scared to push the the boundaries and i really wanted them to do that even trying to accept that and being like okay they bait us so many times you know they pretend that cassie has crossed that line when really she hasn't even trying to ignore that there's just too many things in here that frustrates me it's mostly the 40 minutes in the middle where they just give us a kind of fairly generic bullshit love story um which you just know is destined to fail and even though that might have been the intention and you're supposed to kind of see that through i guess you know hands in front in front of your eyes type thing where it's like oh no i don't want you to waste your time because this is going to fail like i just don't enjoy that because that felt predictable and whereas the ending of her dying was unpredictable and that's yeah. the moments in the movie that i really enjoyed and then the phone thing is completely unforgivable like i'll, I'll remember this for a very long time how i felt when <laughs> when when alison brie presented that phone because i i was just like get the fuck out of here like i felt belittled as a as a mm -hmm. film viewer uh, in that moment being like this is the thing you're going to present at this time really wow like i just could not believe that so yeah i'm really frustrated even though there's a lot to like there's an incredible acting performance in here overall mm -hmm. the cast is brilliant even though i think mm -hmm. a lot of people are miscast they all do they all do brilliant jobs well they're all just they're all just good actors yeah actors. for sure so, so like you know they're, they're not playing the role that they uh, are well fitted for but they're, mm. they're good at acting so it works um, definitely and i can totally see carrie getting the kind of uh you know award buzz because it's an exceptional yeah. performance she's uh, she's really like just interesting to watch mm. like i just found her charming like for yeah. how because even when she is quite broken and you know, she she is quite a grumpy character. I, I when she had these moments of just like with her friend and when she had the moments with the boyfriend character, like I, I found her charming and likable and, and I I liked watching her. Do you know what I mean? So I can see how people do get behind her performance um, she definitely has that ability because i remember she's yeah. in like the in my opinion one of the best episodes of doctor who blink she's like the main character in that oh is she i do yeah. recognize her and from, like, she, a couple of things. the only other thing i've seen her in is drive and she right. very much is similar of that of like she just has this immediate chemistry with ryan gosden's character and it's mm. like even though she's kind of not to get into that movie too much but it's just she what you're do what you're describing is very similar to that just like she mm. just has a likable factor to her yeah yeah she really this character she, she really does i think i think for me like um reviewing this for a horror podcast and also reviewing this movie and then breaking it down means that that ultimately it's it's not a win like mm. it, you know i i wouldn't be recommending this 100 percent as a horror movie um you know first and foremost but also just you know the things it did did frustrate me i think for some reason if this had been on netflix and i just was bored one night and was like oh this movie's trending number one or you know whatever and just chucked it on and didn't give it a thought 
I think when that moment happens, when she dies, that would have hit me and mm. that would have been a gut punch. And then this movie would have stuck with me. And I think like that would have been something, but yeah, the, the, the fact that I'm watching this to review it and break it down and I'm watching this as a, you know, as a hor- for a horror podcast, then those are the big problems I have more than anything. Definitely. And my, my final thought as well, cause I want to kind of end with where we started, like the trailer, <laughs> I, the trailer is an amazing trailer that completely missells this film. And yeah. I, I'm with you where like, I wonder if had I watched this cause yeah, otherwise we wouldn't have seen it for the show, but had I watched this in any other context and not expecting a certain movie, well, it definitely would have made up for those moments. Cause I think I wouldn't have wanted them to go as hard in those moments as I did mm. on the trailer because yeah, the trailer, it leaves you up to your imagination, but it's like, it shows you all of the most sinister moments. Like it shows you a lot of the finale and her look in the final moments. Mm. And then it shows these scenes of her kind of duping these men and then revealing her true form. And you're yeah. expecting there to be something in those moments. Well, <laughs> Like, just very briefly, those scenes do get awkward because she's acting drunk and then she has this moment where she snaps and she becomes stone sober and it's very freaky. Mm. And, like, the guy is like, holy shit, and, like, gets really scared and really freaked mm. out. And then she kind of, like, goes at them long enough that they kind of snap out of it and they're like, yeah. get the fuck out. And, like, they start to come back at her, and there's, like, this weird, awkward bit where they're like, do I leave? Like, I live here. <laughs> this is my place. You need to leave? And she's like, oh, oh, well, uh, c- can I have my underwear back then? And he's like, oh, oh, oh yeah, so, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and then she's like, uh, the, cha- the chain's on the, the, what, to the door with the key. And, like, and it's just it just gets very awkward. <laughs> like, it's a good point, because in that moment, in the reveal, she has the power. And yeah. so, like, she and the power feels- swings back. Yeah, because it's an awesome moment because they're completely flawed and they don't know what to expect anymore. But like you say, the longer that conversation goes on, they're like, okay, you're a small woman on your own. I can't see any discernible weapons that you're carrying. Therefore, I'm not in any immediate danger. And then like that just kind of, it's like, oh, you're just going to berate me? Well, that's fine. Like I get berated all the time. So I can just take a woman. Yeah, and and, and, and it gets to the point that that each guy is like, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Like I know I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Guess what? I'm still still just going to be a piece of shit. Like exactly. that's kind of how it goes, and yeah, it does get awkward. Like it's, mm. it's just very strange. Yeah, it's a weird movie overall. Like I don't, I don't think I even said about my recommendations, but I honestly have no idea. Like this is one of those <laughs> ones that I can't, I can't give it a yes or a no. I, I genuinely can't. You have to <laughs> give it a no for because for our podcast, like I think that's that's where I well, yeah, for it, horror so reasons like, yeah. are based upon this this in my opinion duplicitous like trailer like i felt annoyed by that mm-hmm. because they they sold me a horror movie mm-hmm. and then there's wikipedia and imdb both say thriller which nine times out of ten means horror it definitely this is the one out of ten mm-hmm. <laughs> like this does not equal horror when they said it for us that meant horror when they said it for promising young woman that did not mean horror they meant they meant drama. thriller. they meant thriller yeah sorry yeah they meant drama with like um some a couple of edgy moments <laughs> and it's like well can't you just have edgy moments in the drama nope has to be a thriller like, okay um yeah it's a it's a weird one it's an interesting movie though like it's even coming out of it even though i have frustrations i'm really glad i watched it like it was a really interesting movie to watch yeah and it you know it may yeah definitely makes you think things it's just it's just weird what's that movie um oh it's called like passenger on a train or something what's it called oh, the girl on the train girl on the train yeah. yeah like this movie is girl on the train where like girl on the train has some like uh, I like this a lot more than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, has some like, you know, horror-y, tense thriller yeah, scenes, mean. but it's a drama. Mm. But it was always advertised as a drama. 
yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> whereas this one and again like it, it's funny you mentioned like us because this did have yeah. a trailer that provoked that of like you know with the soundtrack and this like Ooh. oh it's a britney spears song but they made it sound horror like that is that trope now we're starting to see <laughs> other companies use that trope um, i wonder when i'm gonna get bored of it but not yet no i don't know that was yeah definitely a standout i just wish it was in a horror movie <laughs> um but yeah but i wonder when like we're we're gonna get beyond this because i remember like when you know the first ever example i had of that that i remember was like when marilyn manson sung sweet dreams for um, <laughs> house on haunted hill and i thought that was the shit i thought it was the coolest shit ever <laughs> like i've never got bored of it since then no yeah i don't think i don't think i will to be honest like i i I think it's just one of those things that just works but yeah we we shall see (laughs) like like most things in the horror genre they all get worn out and tired of i don't know like all i want is wednesday 13 to do a version of one of these songs (laughs) yeah (laughs) wednesday he's got that's two weeks in a row that wednesday's got mentioned i did it i did it now 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 he's been brought up in the podcast he's gonna be in it week (laughs) yeah now he's a recurring character um But yeah, that was our discussion of Promising Young Woman. We will take a short break and we will be right back. Um, we did have an email actually this week. Um, yeah, I just wanted to bring up if you ever want to get in touch with us, um, you can hit us up on Twitter at SHB pod, or if you want to send us a longer email, it's super horror bros podcast at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, we do have some from Sean, um, uh, from the States, uh, talking about some recent Blu-ray releases. Um, I think the main one he was talking about was, I know what you did last summer, um, mm. that box set and not to go into anything he said everything he said um but basically he was a huge fan of it um mm. and, and and it sounds like we kind of undersold it on the podcast um because there is some extra kind of material that wasn't available um as well as kind of all free movies on blu-ray um and it, i'm just happy that it seems like it's a really cool thing um mm. because obviously we talked about in the news and is it urban legend i think is the other yeah, one yeah urban legend is the next one <laughs> yeah and it's like just you know it's difficult to gauge it from just like an amazon listing um but i think heron's someone who's actually got it in hand and has watched these and is pretty happy with it like it sounds really cool um you know yeah, it was are, a lot of commentaries more than anything wasn't yeah, it? yeah a lot of different commentaries but um yeah like the, these you know these two franchises i enjoyed a long time ago but they aren't my favorite so they aren't going to be something that i'm going to be rushing out to buy even mm. if these were like you know if these were arrow releases i still wouldn't buy them um but it's cool to hear that they are decent because i think when we first put in the news it kind of sounded more like just a generic blu-ray release whereas it seems like it's a little bit more than that so if you're into i know what you did last summer the trilogy and then the upcoming urban legend box set like definitely check this one out because yes yeah, from 88 films um mm-hmm. i think that was the only one he was mentioning really i think he was just picking up loads of different ones I, I think he was talking about in general as well like you know we talk a lot about the different kind of people like what's the one that did dawn of the dead is it second sight second sight yeah yeah and it's like we we are so lucky to have so many of these companies i think um sean was just going into his thoughts and kind of saying that his his favorite is arrow as well um mm. and which, yeah. I, which i thought was interesting because obviously we don't see stateside and like i wasn't yeah. sure whether there was an equivalent that's chucking these things out you know perhaps the 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 you know the friday the 13th one does do a lot of other things or that sort of thing but i thought it was you know it it was interesting to see that you know arrow are still the guys for him over there and and 
Like, I don't know anyone that goes as deep into Blu-rays as, as Sean does. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. He pretty much has everything. And it was great to see that he'd, he'd kind of already pre-ordered the Psycho Gorman Blu-ray just based yeah. upon the review. So that's always I'm excited. Good <laughs> I, can't wait. I can't wait to hear his thoughts. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's, I guess as far as TV goes, I've been watching so much TV lately. Um, is to kind of fill the void of the big cinema releases. Um, yeah, I finished off Ash vs. Evil Dead. We, we talk about it all the time. It's so good. Like, rewatching that finale again, obviously this is my first time rewatching the finale. It was just so enjoyable. Like, I remember when we watched it together, and, and I just had this overwhelming sense of happiness mm. with how it ended, and, and that was completely echoed on a rewatch. Like, I feel like... It, to me, it was the perfect ending, um, and I was so happy that they got that moment. Like, the final scene where, like, Ash stays behind and leaves, like, Brandy and um, Kelly and Pablo, like, I thought that scene was so powerful, again, on rewatch, and kind of, like, him being, like, you know, the... Um, the the hero that he guess doesn't want to be like him finally stepping into that role and being like mm. no i'm gonna be the guy that saves you um i just thought that was so well written and just really i'm getting chills was, yeah it, it, like re-watching it i was like i don't think he gives enough credit for his acting abilities because he's obviously ash and we love him for ash but like we never really talk about bruce as an actor and he's just fucking phenomenal in that show well i think i think the problem is, is that he plays like these characters so often that are mm. just like intentionally bad yeah and and like you've actually got to be a good actor to be entertaining whilst being intentionally bad definitely like, like that's a talent 100%. in itself but then the fact that like when he has these glimpses in the show like this and and yeah like i feel like emotional because he is so good like he turns it and then suddenly he's ash again and he's saying quips about the size of his missile in his tank or whatever like yeah. you know it's just it, yeah it's, it's something to behold but yeah it was awesome like i it's a weird one like <laughs> this and the other show i want to briefly talk about as well where it was like now's a weird time to talk about tv uh, watch tv because i want to get to wandavision and like we're in such a good time for tv and i don't know why i started watching a bunch of other tv shows because ash versus evil dead for me is like that ace in the hole of yeah. like when there's nothing going on when the movies have dried up when there's no tv that's the thing i need to watch because no matter what it will put me in a good mood um and i don't need that right now because i'm consistently watching another show that puts me in a good mood every week so like i need to calm down on the ash versus evil dead rewatches and like save this now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, like, save put it. It, and like put it away but um yeah the other show i want to talk about briefly is is the stand obviously i talked about it last week um I'd watched four episodes. Um, I've watched seven now. So yeah, it's just, I need to watch episode eight before the finale is later this week. Um, I really enjoy it a lot. Like it's, I, I liked the slowness of the early episodes and being introduced to the characters. That was kind of like mostly what was happening in the first four. And then the the last kind of three has been a lot more like, okay, we know who all the characters are now. Um, we know what kind of the, the goal is of this world. And yeah, it's 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 really it's really missed for me, and it's mostly hit. Um, I just think it's a really cool show. Like, it's hard to talk about it because you've not watched it, um, and I don't want to talk spoilers. No, because uh, I, I keep I keep you know wanting to get to it, and it because it does yeah. look very interesting. It does look in my wheelhouse. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I think you'll you'll just enjoy wish it. The episodes weren't an hour long. <laughs> <laughs> just watch them half an hour at a time. Um, yeah, I know. They, again, if, if literally, talk- if they were like, oh, there's there's eighteen episodes at half an hour long, I'd be like, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know something about the hour long. Yeah. It is weird, but like, yeah, it, it's weird with this show because I think it's a really great show. Um, but I think coming off of Mandalorian and now with one, yeah, it's not fair. 
it's really hard to talk about another TV show because yeah, I think I think the stand has been consistently great, but One Division every single week is a ten out of ten. Like I, I honestly think like maybe episode one was a nine, and then since then every single week it has been ten out of ten TV. And Mandalorian was that for the entire season. And this run that Disney Plus have been on now with these two shows is like is almost unlike anything I've ever mm-hmm. seen in television before. Well, especially but, because uh, they're just two completely different yeah. things. Yeah, that's, and it, that's what's wild. Yeah, it, it's so in- incredible, and like I, it just makes me so happy. Like it's. You know, in in this world where so many things have been taken from us, and so many things are just this this thing that you can't, you feel like yeah. an idiot. To even oh, get we're getting we're getting Resident Evil in September. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, a Quiet like, Place. It's like a, Man might come out one day. <laughs> a Quiet Place too is like a sequel to one of our favorite movies that we've ever covered, and we adore mm. that movie. And it's like I feel like I can't even get excited for that movie anymore. Whereas, yeah, what they've done with the MCU. I mean, obviously, the timing could not have been better in terms of transitioning this this uh, 12-year film saga onto TV. But for them to do it the way they have and for them to, like, every single week be entertaining and frolling, um, you know, shocking um, and just so well made. Like, I, I'm I'm actually blown away by the show. Like, but we, they, they oh, chuck in... Because, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I... I kind of went into this with no expectation or real thought on what it would mean to the MCU and kind yeah. of seeing just, just wonder and vision and seeing this weird sitcom was enough for me. And yeah. I, I never really thought about cameos and that sort of stuff. And then even when I did, I was like, Oh, maybe there'll be like a Captain America video or something weird, not necessarily him, but you know, like the one where he's doing like his training video with for Spider-Man yeah, gym yeah. class. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. And I, and like, I wasn't expecting it, but like the fact that they're bringing in these characters, like, you know, the, the, the girl from Thor and kind of like all these people that like, I really like and haven't seen for so long. And then when they pop up, I instantly like them again. The mm. fact that they're bringing like people in from um, Captain Marvel and stuff, like it's mm. just kind of, you know, they've just got this such rich world, but they're not just like, oh, Doctor Strange is going to pop up. Or like this, you know, very big in your face character. They're doing it in such a clever way. And then and then obviously like this week, yeah, it just just went off the rails. Is what's so <laughs> incredible about it is like, I think if you're just a very casual viewer, you can enjoy this about the mm. mystery of what's going on. But if you are a hardcore MCU fan, this is your dream. Like they are literally referencing everything, you know, and that's what's been a great about this thing from the start is like everything has mattered from Iron yeah, Man. Yeah, like I, I get like 50% of the references, I think. Yeah, it's, it's unbelievable <laughs> that they're still in the same continuity and they're still turning it and making it better because for a long time it was always about building up to the avengers and that was going to be the big deal whereas like this tv show is tying in events from age of ultron to civil war to winter soldier to like you say captain marvel to ant-man and the wasp to thor the dark world like there is every single part of the mcu is not going to be mentioned in this and it's all part under the same umbrella and to, for them to do all that and also keep it really entertaining and funny and interesting is just like I'm blown away. I honestly cannot believe how good the show is. Like, I the words escape me of how incredible the show is. Um, it's just utterly ridiculous. And yeah, the fact that we're five episodes in now, 
we've got four more and i just enjoy it every single week like this week being a slightly longer episode as well i was just so thankful for <laughs> um because yeah it seems to go so quickly um and yeah that, and that especially re- especially for like me that's like a little bitch about lengths and then like <laughs> i honestly didn't even realize that this was any longer because if it's good mm. it doesn't matter oh no like, yeah that's just, i was that's, just thankful i always look at it because i'm like i want it i want it to be longer but mm. yeah the, the, this show is like on another level they, they nailed this on a, on a level that i think no one ever saw coming and i'm just i'm so happy for them because of course the mcu has had all these ex- successes but like the fact that there was still this certain audience that was saying things like oh they just do the same thing rah, rah, rah. even though those criticisms are complete bullshit anyway like no one has ever done what this tv show is doing like n- no one you know to, to to create something so unique and interesting let alone like the we're not even talking about the fact that they are they're homage in like a different decade of sitcom television every single week. Yeah, like, but it's also the fact that they have this fifteen year story behind it. You know, how many mm. T V shows start with fifteen years worth of movies behind it? Yeah. That, you know? that, that somehow have all tied together in an interesting yeah. way and it's like even the movies that i don't like that's what i love about it like there's loads of well not loads but there is quite a few marvel movies that i didn't enjoy but like they mattered and they meant something and so in retrospect i'm glad i saw them because they enrich the things that are great about the mcu like yeah. this show um yeah even when it's bad it's good because it's yeah. building the world yeah it's just i'm so happy and yeah i'm gonna enjoy these four episodes and the fact that we get i mean yeah even looking to head to the future man like falcon and winter soldier i mean we're getting five i think different mcu tv shows this year like i just cannot wait it's so awesome and for people that think it is just them pumping out it's like no the the quality that's going into these shows Mm. is like unlike anything we've probably ever seen on television before like especially when it's a world like like we say that you know we're talking about this stuff regularly because we are scraping the barrel to find Mm. things to to watch and we know that there are a, a million goddamn movies that are done that we just cannot see right now but the fact mm. that disney is pumping out this premium content is just just you know it's it, it's the only reason to like be excited about mm. like, the entertainment industry right now 100 <laughs> percent. we said it with mandalorian didn't we of like that mm. saved us of like it came out at a time when we were desperate for new awesome stuff yeah and that delivered in a way that we never saw coming. And now one division is doing the exact same thing of like, we're excited for MCU on TV because we love it. And so even if it was a six or seven out of 10 TV show, I'd have been like, well, it's still interesting because it's characters we like and yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But the fact that it's, it's not even in that realm of possibility. It's like this standalone is one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. And it ties into something that I already loved. <laughs> the problem I have is that like, we, we, you can't really have a scale anymore. No. Because I'm like, in my opinion, like I still like Mandalorian more than this. So I'm like, oh, yeah, so if well. Mandalorian's a ten, then does this mean that this isn't a ten? No, <laughs> they're both they're both tens. <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like you almost need a scale above that now. <laughs> yeah, like for I need me, a Disney Plus scale. <laughs> yeah, no, I see what you're saying. Like for me, it's a case of like to me, I never love Star Wars as much as I love the MCU. So like Mandalorian was my favorite Star Wars, whereas like this isn't my favorite MCU stuff. No, it's, true. it's yeah, fucking yeah. incredible, but it's not. It's not Endgame. It's not Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not like Spider-Man Homecoming, yeah. but it's still incredible. And like, as far as TV goes, my God. And yeah, like I said before, these are two characters that I really didn't care that much about. No, and now I love them. Yeah. Like I want to rewatch those movies now, having the love that I have for these two characters. And yeah, I know. I I almost after this week's show was like, should I watch Age of Ultron? Again? Oh yeah. I think that's what everyone was having after this. Yeah. Week. 
It's like that is, that is the one. <laughs> I, like, I, I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah, I just I can't wait to what I really want to rewatch Wonder already, and uh, I mean just see all the little things I've missed. Like even this week, like the the whole stuff with their kids and how they're like aging them up, and like how sitcoms always do that of like they age up kids to you know get them speaking roles, and then the whole like recasting line yeah. slash reveal at the end of the episode yeah. is like genius on so many levels and the fact that this would only work in this show in this universe is just so clever i just i cannot wait till friday every single week now it's just the same i like my body naturally woke up at like just after 8 a.m this friday and i was like i reckon it was because i was like well i know wonder comes out at 8 a.m so i could just watch it straight away <laughs> it's just so good like i hope people are enjoying it as much as we are um and it seems like they are based upon the internet's reaction which is always nice to see oh that's nice um, i try yeah. to stay away from the internet yeah no, that's a very good good uh, thing to do but yeah people seem to be loving it which which makes me really happy um but yeah that is pretty much it for another week um what are we doing next week who knows <laughs> this is the, the great adventure of 2021 um but yeah uh, that was episode 234 where we discussed promising young women uh, thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could How could I start that?